All right, Kyle. So there is a new thorn in the side of the Colorado Avalanche for the next, we'll say, 15 years, maybe plus. And he goes by the name of Connor Bedard. What the Chicago Blackhawks winning the NHL draft lottery means for the Colorado Avalanche and even the Central going forward. New episode of Locked on Avalanche coming at you. Your Locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure to follow us on our social media channels, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions to LockdownAvalanche at gmail.com and follow us on our YouTube channel over on YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live, and why not subscribe to our subtext. Link to that in show notes below. Subscribe and you can chat with Kyle and I one-on-one. All right, so we will get to the negatives of the season. We did the positives yesterday, so today we will do the negatives. We will get to our first grade of the uh, season with Bo Byram. but we were going to we were going to cover the Connor Bedard sweepstakes anyway. And full disclosure, when we were uh, earlier in the day, when we were kind of setting up this episode, we're like, oh, we'll do that in the third segment, just because it's a big deal, right? This is like the biggest kind of draft lottery probably since McDavid. Um, and we were like, yeah, wherever he goes, we'll just talk about it in the third segment. What's it mean for that team? What's it mean for the league? Obviously, stuff like that. And then the draft lottery happens, and he goes to a central division rival in the Chicago Blackhawks. So that got bumped up to right now. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that for a little bit first. So, yeah, if you didn't watch, the Blackhawks had the third best odds to win the Bedard sweepstakes which have been going on for the better part of three years now. People have been waiting for this moment for, yeah, about three years because that's how good this guy is. And it's a big deal that he's just finally going to be in the league. And you just heard all season long, all these teams that are not doing well, you always say, well, you're not doing well this year, but you're setting yourself up for possibly getting Connor Bedard. And the Blackhawks had the third best odds and they end up winning it. Uh, leapfrogging Columbus and uh, Anaheim, who had the best odds. What do you think, man? Like it, it's gonna be, it's gonna be fun just to watch this kid play. But now that he's with Chicago, a a division rival, takes on a whole different meaning for the Avalanche. I I initially was buying into this Connor Bedard like super stardom, super hype. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> But again, you also, with him falling to Chicago, it's a wait and see. With teams like Columbus and Anaheim, you could see the de- like potential that would be around him. Mm-hmm. They're basically going to have to literally build a team around Connor Bedard. Sure. Um, yeah. And I understand, like, Bedard's this big, sexy name. But uh, this is not to dirt on you, my friend. Like, you know, I love you and everything. But mm-hmm. Alexi Lafreniere was another big name that he everybody was. was said, oh, the Rangers 
go ahead and give them the cup. Like, this is exactly what you want to see. And Lafreniere has been healthy scratched a couple times yeah. on this on the road to the, the, the playoffs. And you want to see what Bedard does. Yes, you've seen everything, what he's done in the queue, what he's done on his way up. And now in Chicago, without Patty Kane there, with Taze retiring, you want that leadership. You can't just give the kid the keys to an original six team, original six in quotations. And <laughs> then you know me too well. Oh, yes, I do. Yeah. And it's you it's a wait and see. Yes, it's exciting, but also you're confident in what a, a team also with some number one draft picks that comprise their roster and the burgundy and blue, mm-hmm. what they can do in teaching them a thing or two. Yeah. It's not a wait and see on if he's going to be good. I think this is as much of a slam dunk as this kid's going to be a star as you will ever get. And 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 I'm like, yeah, the, the uh, Lafreniere Lafreniere thing, like, yeah. And and I, can people can say like, oh, they got that wrong? But he was a consensus number one. Yeah. Um. And and he's still only 21, 22 years old. You can you can mold that. Is he what he was expected to be? No, but you can't compare these two, right? Because in the WHL right now, you know uh, Lafreniere did not have. Where's I got Bedard's stats? Uh, he did not have in fifty-seven games seventy-one goals and seventy-two assists for one hundred and forty-three points. Mm-hmm. That's two and a half points a game that it's Gretzky level, right? Well, so go ahead. It's funny you 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 bring up the Gretzky name. Um, this uh, and I'm I hate not saying to... he's going to be Wayne Gretzky. By the way, please don't. no 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 yeah. no. I get I get that, but like the, the last time this kind of hype was around a player coming into the league was traded for Peter Forsberg. The Eric uh, Lindros. Well, no, I mean, there's been hype since then. But well, I you had the saying. Connor Go McDavid, ahead. but right. this and, was and like Alex one of Ovechkin those. And Sidney Crosby, like you've had hype. You've had hype for players. But, Go ahead. but this feels like Lindros. How so? With it's It's been that wait and see, wait and see, where moves are made like, just wait. He's going to change this organization. He's putting up gaudy numbers. You can't wait to see what he's going to do. Yes, you understand what he's done in his sample size getting to the show. But when it comes, look, we're locked on avalanche here. We just spent yesterday talking about the injuries that set us back from achieving what we want. You don't know what he's going to do in an 82 game season. Again, like I mentioned, you don't have the firepower on that Chicago Blackhawks team like you used to have. Mm -hmm. He's going to be out there fending on his own. In a central division with the Avalanche, right, and a lot of other physical teams that would love to show up the number one draft pick, the whole tank yeah. for Bedard thing. What better way than keeping him scoreless, which the Avalanche do to Connor McDavid, a former number one, all the time. Short term, it's going to be you know struggle for him because the team is not going to be good. Um but but honestly, we we don't know how short that's going to last because now are are they a destination for free agents now? You that's see that and you're like, OK, like I, I want to join that. I want to play with that guy. Uh, maybe it doesn't happen in year one, 
but maybe after a year or two and people see the skill that this guy has and what he can do on the ice that that might be attractive to free agents and you get that you'll probably get that this year in free agency with them with getting an, a guy or two that they wouldn't typically get just by saying like i'll be part of this rebuild now it just accelerated it the yeah. the the blackhawks had a five-year plan on this rebuild and that got bumped up probably by two years just by by getting this guy eventually in the draft so it, it's he would have been better off hitting the ice running if it was Anaheim or Columbus. Yeah. Because they they have better set pieces in place than Chicago. Chicago just got rid of all those set pieces. But does someone like Kane come back? I don't know if he wants to. I think that might be he he wanted to go to New York for a reason. I don't think he leaves there. I, I kind of feel like he he's set he he was settling in there. I feel like he, he he's not happy with how he played. I think he wants to remain there. And they are a a the Rangers are a team that is going to be better than the Blackhawks and compete. I don't think he wants to go back to Chicago because they're not going to, and assuming they're not going to really like bring in uh, all of these free agents this year, they're going to go through some growing pains, but it's not going to be because of, of Bedard. Like he, he is that type. You use that term of generational talent. He is that. And um, yeah, I, I don't, I, like I said, I think in almost in, any sport that has, you know, the, these top draft picks and you always try to say, well, you can't go, you can't, you can't pick wrong with the first pick. You have to pick that first pick. Right. And the avalanche did it with Nathan McKinnon, obviously like, so that you got that right. This is, this is the, the biggest no brainer of no brainers for Chicago. Um, and, and this is where it starts for them to start to get better and once that happens, like I said, it might not happen for a year or two, but once they start putting the pieces together and he's the focal point of that, this is going to be, they're, they're going to be a team that the Avalanche now have to deal with, like I said in the beginning, for the next 15 years plus. And you can't avoid that now. You can avoid it for, for this next year, probably, because he's going to have growing pains too. It's not like he's going to jump into the league and then continue to put up those type of numbers. Nobody's going to do that. But for those, you know, for the first couple years, uh, you're not going to really have to worry about it too much. But like I said, once Chicago gets going and starts signing players and, and, and their, their previous draft picks start coming up through the ranks, watch out. Watch yeah. out. And they're going to be a team to, to reckon with, and the Avs have to deal with that. And, yeah. and the Avs kind of opened the door on how you build a team like this from the ground up because yeah. the Avalanche did it. Connor McDavid are la and Austin Matthews are the last generational number one draft picks, and mm -hmm. both of those teams were not built the right way. Um, you could tell because not Connor McDavid and Austin Matthews have still not hoisted the Stanley Cup, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen for a little while because just mm -hmm. having that set focal point and building a team around it is not enough. You have to have weapons to work with, not around, and that's yeah. what separates Colorado from toronto and edmonton yeah and the last thing i want to get to with this uh i know we're going a little bit long in this segment but it's, it's kind of a big deal um all over social media is even trending on twitter as we're recording this is hashtag rigged <laughs> people think this was uh, a rigged uh lottery i can't think of a lottery where people didn't think it was rigged have we ever had a lottery where people were like that went exactly according to plan no 
It happens every single year. There's a fan base who feels slighted. And with the Kevin Weeks thing that happened before they went to commercial break, he announces that the Bla- uh, excuse me the, the the Blue Jackets dropped down to third. People like it's recorded. It didn't happen live. They 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 screwed up by playing that recorded audio before they went to break, and you heard it when it was presented live. I don't like. Do you really think like after every uh, tile that was flipped, Kevin Weeks had like an Johnny on the spot summary of that team when they picked at that position. You think he was coming up with that on the fly? No, it's because he knew like there's certain people that already know. And he was one of them and they had it all scripted out. And it just, it it, it was a, a goof by whoever's in the control room hitting that button that he shouldn't have hit. But when it's out there, the masses run with it and we get, hashtag rigged i'm not the conspiracy theory uh draft lottery person but they will always be those people and they make it fun and entertaining you you can't you can't assume the league is smart enough to rig a a draft lottery when they can't determine what's a suspendable hit put on Uh, an outdoor uh, game goal interference yeah 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 yeah. without the ice melting you're putting too much stock in the league yeah what they did uh, last year, I think, and maybe they'll do it again this year, is th- after it was presented on television, they came out with a video with like the, the behind the scenes video of them pulling the ping pong balls. So they should do that. They absolutely should do that. And then that still won't put a lot of it to bed. But it's like, here it is. Like, this is the the, the, the raw footage of us, you know, of the ping pong balls coming up. And, and that's what we got. I hope they do that. Maybe, you know, as we're recording this, maybe tomorrow sometimes that, that they will release that, but they definitely should. Yep. Knowing that people, no matter what the outcome, are going to say it's rigged, they definitely should release that. So. Yeah, but the NHL will never get it right. Yeah. So, yeah, At this stage in the game, what can you expect? <laughs> All right, we are going to get to Bo Byram and his uh, season grade, and also not just from Kyle and I from uh the social media that we the poll that we put this up to which we'll we'll do that for every one of these players uh all right but first we're going to hear from indeed and there is no i in team but there is one in indeed and that's the hiring platform you need to build yours when you're hiring you need indeed indeed is a hiring platform where you can attract interview and hire all in one place Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. They streamline hiring with powerful tools that find you matched candidates. With Instant Match, over 80% of employers get quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match their job description the moment they sponsor a job, according to Indeed data. So you can start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked on. The offer is good for a limited time. So claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash locked on. That's indeed.com slash locked on. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, then you need indeed. All right, let's get to our first season grade of the season um and we do these alphabetical by last name so uh, i'm gonna bring uh, if, you're, if you're watching on youtube there you go we got a nice uh, fresh little graphic for you up there 
Um, and and how I broke that down was, you know, you have my grade, Kyle's grade, the YouTube uh, grade, Twitter, and Instagram. And it's B's across the board, except for me. Hi. Um, so on YouTube, you got 70% of the vote was a B. I can't do pluses and minuses on on uh, on the social media as they just allow you so many fields for the polls. So it's just a flat A, B, C, D, or F. So YouTube, 70% said B, 69% said B on Twitter. Nice. Um, and then 64% said B on Instagram. And if you're like I said, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see that. Kyle, you went with the B plus. That's right. How so? Why'd you come up with that grade? Well, I mean, you can you can see if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the games played. I mean, 49 games, it's that's not a full season. Yep. And that is including playoffs, by the way. 49. Yeah, that's so. it's 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 definitely not a full season. Injuries definitely plagued Bo Byram. But when he hit the ice, he wasn't just good, he was a force. There were a couple games that we we said, wow, Bo's really flying out there. Bo mm -hmm. is making a statement. And he's not a liability. And right. when, when you are grading individual talent and effort, and Bo gave 110% when he was out there. Sure. If he was, and this is going to be a kind of a grading technique going throughout these grades. What you saw giving effort 110% or not is going to affect your individual grade because there were so many times that the Avalanche could have packed it in and said, nope, the central doesn't matter. Let's just get to this point healthy. Let's just get through this. No, Bo, when he hit the ice, he was out there and he contributed. Granted, it, he, the points weren't up there through the roof, mm -hmm. but he <laughs> was a force and something you want to see possibly with Kale McCarr eventually, like playing around with that defensive pairing. Like you saw a lot of positives from Bo that I really, really liked. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I don't, I don't think that really can be debated. I think he is, he is trending in the, the right direction without a doubt. Right. And, and he honestly is, is becoming like one of my favorite players on this team to watch um, because you just see all of the tools there. They just haven't come together yet in him being that, that dominant force of um, a defender. And that's why I went with a C plus. So I think he's like hovering there and, and what hurt him. Yeah. Like another season with injuries. So that, that doesn't help. And, you know, so with 49 games played, including the playoffs, he's got a total of 27 points. He had three assists in, in the in the playoffs. So 24 points during the regular season. That's just over a half a point a game, right? And for someone that is an offensive-minded defenseman, if, if, if offense was not in his like repertoire, like he was more defensive-focused, but he's both. He, he is... Mm -hmm. A, a smaller version of Kale McCarr. Yeah, he's a great defender, and his his offensive ability is it's there. And he's he's trying to he he takes shots every opportunity he gets. For some reason, they just were not going in in terms yeah. of of goals. Um, I think that turns around. I, I I don't see that continuing. He he's going to figure out. If, and if he can just put a full season together and not be injured, I think that takes care of the points thing.
because yep. then he can just get into a rhythm and you know th- that the points just come we say that about nathan mckinnon all the time right when mm-hmm. when goals aren't there for him just let him keep shooting and they and look what happens um and i think for byram if, if it all starts with staying healthy and the more games he plays the more he can just roll on the offensive side of things and that but he should be better than a, a 0.5 uh points per game player he should be better than that and so that's where I ding him a little bit because his defense, I love his defense. Yep. He's a fast mm-hmm. skater. He, he, he's even with those concussions and we always talk about it. We don't like that. He's as physical as he is, but he is like, he's a, he's a good defender. He can be physical if he wants to. Um, I got no problems with him on the defensive end, but the way that the game is played now is defenders also need to be on the offensive end. He has that mindset. It's just not, it's just not clicking for whatever reason. And I just feel like it's because he doesn't have enough games played and he can't get into that flow. Yeah. You could see with a plus eight and the plus minus, like he's not a pylon out there and amongst your peers and on the defensive core, we'll address this later on with some grades. There Mm -hmm. are some that are pylons and he's not just contributing. Like you said, he's offensive and defensive. He could give you both. Like he lays the hits. He's not a pylon. He's putting people on a poster. Like he's he's yeah. driving that shoulder. He's not a liability. And with the season going the way it does, like you have scores. You have Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen and Kale McCarr. You're going to get goals. Like don't overplay trying to get those goals. And Bo doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I and I feel like, you know, he's on the second unit for the power play a lot. So you're getting a lot of opportunities there granted it might only be 30 45 seconds uh you know like i like the scrub time of of the of the power play unit but you're you're on it and that should kind of formulate a few more points here and there but it just doesn't seem to be happening but and and i kind of gave him this this c plus grade because of what he can be right yeah like we we kind of have to grade on i do anyway yeah of of what they like did you reach your potential yeah, Bo Byram has potential through the roof. Yeah, and he's, he's an A plus player. He, right, right, and he's yeah. there. Like you can see it. Yeah. Um, and then when you just kind of like read the stat lines and stuff like that, like wow, he didn't have any points today. Like, but but he he the oh, I mean, you said it earlier. The effort level doesn't stop, and that's yeah. for a lot of the players on the Avalanche. Um, so I, I, you know, they're gonna lock him up for. Well, you talked about that too, if it's a bridge deal or not, but um. I think he's going to be a, have a very long, successful career with the Avs. And how we were just saying with Connor Bedard, once it like clicks for him, um, I'm not saying it's not clicking for Byram, but the the lack of games played and the injuries definitely plays a role into just getting a flow going game after game and getting into that flow of the season. And you you see it a little bit when he stays healthy. Yep. So um, that's where I'm going with uh, C plus. With uh, Bo Byram. Um, who do we have next up? I don't have it. Oh, wait, here we go. Um, Andrew Cogliano is next. So mm. we'll put that up uh, tomorrow and that will get his grade for that one. So there's that. There's the Bo and Byram grade for last year. All right. Last bit of stuff to get to today. Like we said yesterday, we did the uh, positives for this past season. 
Uh, and now we jump on the thing that everybody loves to talk about, and that's mm-hmm. the negatives. Uh, and obviously, there's a lot of them for the Avs, not at least making the Stanley Cup final and repeating, or at least given the opportunity to try to repeat, is definitely one of them. And I'm assuming you're going to start with the injuries, or are you not? Are you, are you starting somewhere else? Uh, it's kind of a product of the injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it, the thing that really sticks out to me was Bednar's comments about Alex Newhook. We're giving him the 2C until he plays his way out of it. Yeah. And the inability for everyone not on that top line to make a name for themselves and to step up and really rise to the moment and really help out the team. It really showed up in the playoffs, the invisibility of lines two through four and nobody wanting to step up and contribute. That was one of the biggest negatives that we, we talked about all year long until we were blue in the face about the Stanley cup winning avalanche team. This depth is incredible. You get effort from everybody on the roster. Like you did not get that this season. It was if Nathan McKinnon and Miko were not piling it on, we were talking about random occurrences. There was no consistency. No, and and you know with the the new hook thing, you're gonna hear a lot about that over this off season. And I know there's some people out there who's like, oh yeah, we had back to back thirty point seasons, but take a look at it because last year he had thirty three points in seventy one games. So he missed eleven games. This year, he played all 82 games and had three less points. So that's not a step forward, right? Like, you you played in a full season and had less points. And we're talking 30-point season, y'all. 82-game right. season, like 30-point season. like For someone who was expected to or given the keys to the 2C. Yeah. So, no, like and, – and I am not – if you listen to a lot of – you know, our everydayers who listen – uh, you know that that I, I'm behind Alex Newhook. I am not in – in. there's that section of Avalanche fans who are like, don't even sign him. Get rid of him. No. He is – he's young. He's a prospect. You still work with him. It's like just what you're saying with Bo Byram, um, how it, you can see the talent there. You see it with Alex Newhook. It's on a much less level. It's just not connecting for him. But you have to put your faith in guys like Jared Bednar, who we yeah. were – over the moon about yesterday and how he's not in the Jack Adams conversation because of his coaching. Let Jared Bednar try to coach this kid up to maybe that two C role at some point in the future. Maybe that's a pipe dream, but who knows? But no, like he, he, he didn't, he did not have a, a good season that like he had a step back season. Um, it, I think the two C and Alex Newhook, aside from the injury section side of things, is kind of like the glaring negative, if you ask me, of, of the F season. Yeah, and like into the negatives there. I don't want to just sit here and dump on Newhook because it is one of my favorite pastimes. I don't want. <laughs> I'm not one of those that say let's get rid of him. But I'm not in your camp. I'm right in the middle. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we gave the opportunity. We gave the keys. We gave the opportunity to Martin Cow. And where is he now? Yeah. He's in San Jose. I and you know what I find funny, man. Like is yeah, like. We were just talking about like Alex uh, Lafreniere, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen th- there was somebody who posted, I think that that follows the the Rangers, saying like him and Capo Caco could be 
cap casualties for mm. the Rangers. Yeah. And everybody, it, it, I shouldn't say everybody, a lot of people on social media are like, go get Alex Lafreniere. And I'm like, so a guy that's 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 not doing well in New York, you want him because you think you can mold him, but you have a guy in Alex Newhook who's not doing well, and we want to give up on him. Yeah. Do you and see how that just does not fantastic fit point, my friend? It doesn't fit. Yeah. It doesn't, you just can't go pluck this other guy who's not doing well on another team, thinks he can do well for you. You have a guy. You have a guy he's not done well. Get behind him. Why yeah. don't why are you getting behind a guy that's not even on your team right now? Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me. Um, <laughs> we tried with Galchenyuk too. It, multiple, yeah. You brought him, and and there were times where he looked okay, right? When he went down to Loveland, he played there for a handful of time. They brought him back up, and uh, he looked okay. Okay, I'm not saying he looked good. He looked okay, but that you know the the injuries was uh, I, I've never seen anything like this in my life following the abs and really any uh, any team in just hockey um, for a, a I can't remember. I can't remember a, a time it went went like this. Um, and we kind of joked in the, the beginning of the season, you know, when when they said Landeskog was not going to be starting the year and it's probably going to look in like 12 weeks. We were joking like, oh, what's what's an avalanche season without some injuries? Because we're, we're used to some injuries. Not all this, the injuries. It, this was, this was, it, it, you have to laugh it off. It yeah. was laughable at how many injuries. <laughs> and when someone came back, Someone went out yep. and that just happened for the entirety of the season, maybe save for like the last three weeks in the end of March and, and early April, but it, it hurt the team obviously. And we're already starting off next season, maybe without Landeskog starting. So here we go again. We can already throw that hat into the ring for next year. Yeah, I, I was just laughing. You were saying that, and I was like, you know, we used to have a Landy counter. And then it we became, it, it was like, this is just tracking the day. It's called a calendar. Yeah. <laughs> it's called May. Yes, this is May. This is the month of May. Every May, yeah. all 31 days, it's yep. without Landy. So, yeah, I mean, I think that the, the main negatives to see individually, Alex Newhook, uh, the injuries and the depth, yeah. the depth just was was not there for the Avs. And uh, man, the difference between that Stanley Cup uh, run that they had um, and and this year was so noticeable in the depth. Yep. Because you like last year you were rolling four lines like it was nobody's business, and no matter what line was out there, you felt pretty comfortable. And for this year, was not the case. So you would like to see some guys step up. You know, you wanted to see Alex Newhook step up. You wanted to see Ben Myers yeah. step up a little bit. And how I'm saying, like, Bo Byram struggled to just connect with points. So did he. Um, so you wanted guys like that to, to kind of, like, take that next step because you needed it. You needed it this year. And I, t I get it. It's tough. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, and you don't give up on those guys. But it just didn't happen this year. And you mentioned briefly Loveland, mm -hmm. where the beginning of the year was basically half Avalanche, half Eagles, and then you didn't see another member of the Eagles for the remaining two months. Mm. So what does the confidence look like in Loveland, and what does the future look like for those prospects coming up and coming through Loveland? 
it's also something you want to look at, especially when training camp rolls around. Yes, because there's going to be a lot of them there. Yep, and they're they're going to be given more opportunities next year than they likely ever have. Some of these guys that we've been talking about a lot, they might be thrown to the fire, depending on how the offseason goes for the Avs in this cap situation. Uh, if they can't figure it out, you're going to have guys like your foodies and Olausens that are just going to like, hey, we need you. Yep, you're thrown into the fire, so we shall see. All right, that's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen. Uh, follow us on uh, social so you can get in on those voting uh, for the uh, play, the grades, I should say. So Andrew Cagliano is next. All right, for Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go!